I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, family all around the world. Welcome to this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with Mila's Right. And in today's conversation, I have joining me a very special man of God, uh, who is a friend of mine, who really is one of the, in my opinion, he is one of the most experienced men in the world in the area of dream interpretation. He does a lot more than that. He's a director of a company. He's Uh, He's a mentor. He teaches and trains people in the political space and the business space and the church mountain. And he's just a a man full of experience who is a really dear friend of Jesus. And so it is my joy to welcome into the conversation with me today, John Redenbow. John, welcome to the show. Liz, it's so good to be here with you. Thank you for having me on your show. This is awesome. Ah, It's just a joy, John. Well, I want to dive straight in and following on from the conversation that you and I had yesterday before the show where you mentioned to me, which I didn't know about, um, you mentioned to me that you had had um, an experience, an encounter with Jesus, which changed everything for you with regards to how you interpret dreams. So can we dive in there? I want to know about that encounter. (laughs) Yes, yes, it was amazing. It was uh, a friend of mine that worked at a, at a very large social media company in California. I was working with her on interpreting a dream that had a riddle at the end and we couldn't understand the riddle and we had to meet like three different times and have coffee to try to unpack this. It was a very complex but fascinating dream. And what happened is the dream ended up being about a relationship and the relationship had ended about nine months prior and she had had the dream about 10 months prior. And when we finally got through to the end and she understood what it meant, she was like, why, why did I have this dream beforehand if I couldn't do anything about it? And then in frustration, she just said, you know what? I, I just hate dreams. I wish I would never dream again. And I, I could just wow. feel the Holy Spirit was like, oh, it's just like really grieved. And I've been in that place because of a very similar circumstances where I kind of took dreams and put them on the shelf for about two years and just didn't want to talk about them, didn't want anything to do with them because I had an expectation based on misinterpretation of what I thought God was going to do in my life and it didn't happen. And uh, so I really understood where she was coming from, but real distinctly and in my spirit, I heard the Holy Spirit say, um, just the verse in Song of Solomon, arise my darling, my beautiful one, and come along for behold, the winter is past the rain is over and gone. The flowers have appeared in the land. The time of singing has come. And I'm thinking, what the heck does this have to do with this woman not wanting to dream anymore? And the Holy Spirit, as he often does, just continued on and said, who do you say arise to? And I'm you know, in the middle of a conversation with her, but having this conversation, this kind of sidebar with the Holy Spirit. And then I thought, well, you say arise to somebody that's sleeping. And he said, Mm. dreams are the love language of God to his children. Wow. And I started thinking about that verse and it was saying arise to somebody that's sleeping and then talking in a love poetic um, prose, but using figurative language, you know, about the Mm. the trees and the flowers and the seasons. and, And I was like, that's just, 
exactly the kind of language God, I mean, he couldn't have picked a better verse, but immediately something rose up in my spirit. And I was like, you know, everybody that I've heard teach about dreams says there's three types of dreams. You know, there's demonic dreams, there's soul dreams, and there's God dreams. So I immediately kind of threw that back at the Holy Spirit. And he said, really, um, you might want to research that. And so I started diving into scripture and I realized there's 21 dreams in the Bible. And so I would look them all up and I would read them. I got tired of looking them all up and reading them. <laughs> so I cut and pasted the whole of the, the dream verse. And then what happened next just into a word document. And then I found every other verse in scripture related to dreams and put that in there too. And then it was 27 pages long. And what I would do is I would just sit down and I would read through it periodically to really begin to understand, you know, patterns and precedents in scripture. And you know what I found, Liz? There is absolutely no biblical precedence at all for demonic dreams. And there's only one verse for soul dreams. And and again, this this was like a two-year journey because I'm like, nah, everything I've ever heard, some of the great teachers in the Christian world of dream interpretation have always said there's these three types of dreams. And what about a bad dream and what about a nightmare? And so I had searched the scripture and got my answer from scripture. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to put this to practice because I still wasn't convinced. And so every person that I would run into in the first conversation we would have about dreams, I would say, tell me your worst nightmare. And so I got, you know, kids being shot and families burned and houses and zombies and, you know, mm -hmm. demonic, all kinds of crazy things happening. And every single one of them was a very loud and profound message from Papa to the dreamer when we unpacked it. And oh it was, my goodness. Yeah, it was crazy. Go was ahead. That, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked <clears throat> in, in what you've just said. The fact that no dream no dream comes from any other source other than father, right? That's what you're saying. The scriptural, the biblical perspective on dreams is that he, it's the love language of God to his children. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game changer really, isn't it? <laughs> I've just oh, gone yeah. tilt and like processed that whole subject completely differently. Oh my goodness. So, so go on, go on. So what happened when you started to explore people's like nightmares? Well, like you said, it, it changes your perspective entirely because if you can trust the source, we call it in the Intel world, source and authenticity verification. And it's like when, when uh, Daniel interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream and Nebuchadnezzar's, Nebuchadnezzar wanted somebody that would tell him the dream first and then interpret it because he wanted to know that these people were legit and real. And right. so if you can trust the source, then you're, you're going to record your dreams. You're going to journal your dreams. You're going to pray for dreams. You're going to ask God questions before you go to bed. You're going to analyze your dreams. And when you do that, when you set your heart to hear from God in that way, I mean, imagine if you were in love with somebody in a new relationship and you continue to send them love letters, handwritten prose and beautiful parchment with an envelope and sealed with wax and bound with a ribbon. And, you know, I'm talking pride and prejudice kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah. you sent these packages and they never open the letters. You know, after a while, you'd, you'd be mm -hmm. like, man, I, you know, oh, it would just kind of grieve your heart. And I feel like that's how so many people are wow, with the dream. Wow. Well, I mean, obviously it's, it changes everything, doesn't it? I love two things that you said then, like that if we can trust the source, 
we actually relax then into the conversation, right? In in what in that that becomes sort of part of our dialogue and our conversation relationship with Jesus to begin to understand what he's actually saying to us, right? In in like you said, in poetic language or dramatic language. It's just you can rest into your relationship and that aspect of it. It's completely different, isn't it? Rather than spending time thinking, was that demonic? Was that cheese? Was that me? Was that, you know, right? It's yes. just which is distracting. <laughs> When actually, like you say, he's trying to unpack something to our heart there. Oh, I just love that. The other thing that you just said was Intel. In the Intel community, I love your language, John. I remember family, like a, a lot, quite a while back, I had a massive dream, massive dream. And um, and I contacted John about it. Or we were talking about something else, weren't we? And then you offered to interpret it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when this man interprets a dream from you, you don't just get three sentences back. You get a spiritual intelligence dossier back, a report that is profound and life transforming. Honestly, I sat there digesting what you wrote, John just for months and it set me on a trajectory in terms of what and gave me clarity on what the Lord was asking me to do next in my life so I love that language John for people that have never heard it before because lots of people around the world will be like okay that sounds really interesting and intelligent so will you just unpack that language a bit tell us a little bit more about what you do with regards to you know when you when somebody comes to you with a dream what do you do absolutely well, we first thing we do is we change our mindset a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, the idea, you know, looking back at what happened in the in the 2020 election with the prophetic community, there were so many varying words of it's going to go this way, it's going to go that way. And then when it went the way it did, there were people that backed up and apologized, some quit the ministry. And then there's some that are still holding on to the words that they believe that God was saying, though it looks nothing like we thought it would look now. And so it really kind of took me on a deep dive into this because what I was doing during 2020 is I was in, in my house, a four bedroom house by myself, interpreting dreams all last year. And I just set my heart to hear from the Lord, did nothing in business, but I was advising a direct advisor to the president of the United States, to President Trump. And so we were getting intel on what was going to happen in the election months before it would happen people that were going to drop out, that the vote was going to be decided in the House of Representatives, which wow. it was. From, from the Lord? All Di from like direct intel. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. All from dreams and, and riddles and complex things. And so unpacking wow. these dreams was literally mind-blowing, but I'm feeding this stuff directly into people that are next to the president and people that are involved in the campaign. And there were a couple of you know high-level CEOs of like $100 million a year revenue companies that I was doing dream interpretation for so it's dream interpretation at a different level it's not Completely. you know the lady in church who like you said spits back three sentences and so when you begin to look at it in the, in the outline of this conversation you realize that if you interpret one dream it's like somebody handing you a ski note you know and and there's a code on it and you're like i need to know what this means yeah and you interpret it and they're like okay and most of the time they don't value it and they don't do much with it but if you add not only that dream and you say, oh, you had a dream about Abraham Lincoln. Well, this guy had one too. And this person over here, mm. and this person had a prophetic word. And then you begin to take all of the parts, just like they do in the intelligence community, and mm. you put them together or centralize them. And then you say, there's a broader conversation that God is having with the body of Christ. If you begin to compare words from various prophets and various dreamers. Right. And right. so we call that, that whole practice, spiritual intelligence, because it's way beyond 
just dream interpretation of one little note. And it's a stream of an ongoing conversation that God is having with his people. It's brilliant. And I and of course, when you're working with people who influence, you know, multitudes of people, there's a higher requirement on you for accuracy, right? You right. want you want to serve well and and showcase spiritual gifts well, so to speak, and, and represent the Lord's heart, you know, with a with a with an accuracy that is going to change things and really empower the leaders lives you know which is obviously what you do and so do you you work with a team obviously so when you're getting different dreams in from people how do you collate and hear what's going on across the body of christ in the way that you're doing now to hear what the conversation is that the lord's having with his people to be able to start to bring some of that intelligence into influences well we, we do it in a couple of ways there's been a kind of a progression i had a conversation with a friend from bethel a while back and we we raised what I call, she's really big in prophecy and putting together prophetic reports. Mm. And so she does the same thing that I do with dossiers, but she does it with words of knowledge for a particular person that the prophetic people don't have any, they don't know anything about the person except maybe the sex of the person. And they get like 10 different prophetic words and then they bring them together. And I've worked with her a little bit on uh, interpreting these prophetic words into a, a dossier, which we both we format based on the president's daily brief. There's actually a book written called The President's Book of Secrets. We both read it. And we want to have presidential level of excellence with what we do. And mm -hmm. so we base our reports on the way that that report, which is put together by the Central Intelligence Agency every morning and is on the president's desk, by the way that that's constructed, that's kind of how we do what we do. <clears throat> and so we begin to ask the question, if we really, really, Liz, if we really believe that we can hear directly from God, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, visions, dreams, prophecy. Why isn't there a full-time government agency, full-time advising the president of the United States or any head of state for that matter? Right, to bring that kind of strength, like you say, spiritual intelligence that, that, they, that, it, that is being offered, obviously, for them to then discern and consider how to apply. Um, but to be able to serve with this peace, the spiritual strength that that provides to leaders, especially now where the solutions that society faces, we need God, right? I mean, government leaders, you only know too well, there is such a need right now for integrous spiritual influence and us to be able to mentor and serve as is appropriate to lend that strength, you know, like Daniel did, you know, it's just fantastic, isn't it? It's like, you're a really are, a mo you are, and you're training up modern day Daniels, really, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, <laughs> at the start of this year, I was, again, continuing my journey, just doing dream interpretation, wasn't doing anything in business, because I felt like it was just a season of being in a cave. So it's like mm -hmm. a year and a half or two years of just kind of being by myself, whatever my hours were, I would actually structure my day. So I would sleep twice a day. So I could dream twice a day. So I could hear from God in the dream world. Practice. Um, yeah, <laughs> Good to sleep to practice. Love it. <laughs> I'd be interpreting a dream for like a, a, an advisor to the president and I'd get stuck. And so I'd go do what I call gathering intel, which means I'd go take a nap and I'd ask a question beforehand. And then I'd have a dream about a key symbol, which would unlock the dream that I was working on. So there were so many incredible circumstances that happened that were just I mean, I could tell you stories all day long, sure. but right at the end, uh, say April, I threw my back out and right after that I got COVID and then I was in the hospital for five days with COVID pneumonia. And the week that I got out, 
um, the guy I was renting the house from was selling the house. And he's like, you got to move. And I'm like, dude, I'm in the hospital. He's like, well, I know, but by the end of the week. And I'm like, I'm going to be out of the hospital, like just trying to catch my breath back and move around a little bit. And it was right then that I had met uh, my business partner, Anna Kate, who you, you got to meet her. You're just going to yeah. love her. Oh, but, um, people keep telling me we need to meet. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> He's, he's amazing. And we had a conversation yeah. about dreams and she's real hungry. And she said, I want to do a Bible study of dreams in the Bible. Cause you know, a common question is how did you get so good at dreams? And well, I just read the word and kind of studied. And she said, well, I'd like to do that. But let's do it. Yeah, it does. It does. And she's like, well, let's do it live on YouTube and oh, let's brilliant. just give it away for free. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. And I was also thinking of what if we actually mentored a group of people intentionally in the art of spiritual intelligence. Mm. And I thought, you know, maybe a handful of people would be interested in that. And I had no website. We had nothing set up at all. And the week that I was moving a week out of the hospital, God said, go launch both at the same time. And I'm like, I don't even have a webcam yet. I had to get a new camera and a microphone and the lights. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything, but we were just obedient and we launched and we've, we've trained so far 200 people in the art of spiritual intelligence. And Liz, we have, we have generals from yeah. the military that are learning wow. from us, judges, people that are part of intelligence oh. agencies, people from other countries that are yeah. so hungry to get the intel from heaven and yeah. hear from God. And, and now we even have people that are referring to us heads of state or people running for president or prime ministers in other countries because they want to know who they can trust. How, how can we get a team of people like Daniel led or like Joseph led a group of wise men and women yeah. around them that can say, yeah. you can trust this person and, and you can give prophetic words. And, and again, not just, you know, sometimes you get a pastor that'll go to Washington and they'll spend a week there and they'll, you know, now I'm talking about like a full time advisory component. Yeah. And, and so we're beginning to put that in place and we're, we're about ready to, uh, in a couple of weeks here, we're going to start round two of doing the mentorship over again. And then we're taking the people that were in the first one to a much higher level. And and the things that God is doing, the stories oh, are just I'm amazing. I'm so excited in my spirit, John. I mean, obviously I have a big passion for the marketplace like you do, you know, and being behind the scenes and obviously with what Wes is involved with, uh, with the, you know, with the economic work and banking and finance and law and all that he's involved with. And we're seeing this, we're seeing a new emerge, a world emerging, a different appetite. And, and I, and I thought it was important, something that you said then I thought, you know, yes, it, who the people who are in positions of authority can turn to in the spiritual world, in the church world that they can trust for uh, authentic, reliable feedback um, intelligence coming in from the Lord's heart to them and also character that we can actually, we are people they can lean into and trust in terms of the fact that we love them. We're not going in there with an agenda for self-promotion. We're going in there with the Lord's servant heart as servant Kings, you know, to go in, in authority, but representing the Lord, the, his heart and his wisdom and to change things because we really care. And I know that's your heart, you know, that you're, you're uh, able to influence with that value system, that it's about being integrous as a whole. You know, it's a different day, isn't it? And everywhere, everybody we're talking to at the moment, John, people are going, 
we, we network like you are we're connected to all sorts of people and everybody's looking at how do we how do we become part of the solution how do we lead well at this time there is there is such a demand for a different world that's running on a value system of love that really truly cares about people where we truly can become part of the solution for the issues that we face in our world today collectively and people are, are awakening aren't they and and um i think there's a different uh, value at the moment for the spiritual aspect of who we are we're beginning to recognize you know right across the board right across the spiritual spectrum that we we are created by god we are created in his image we can have relationship with him he desires that above all else he is the strength of our life he will partner with us to bring the solutions and the fact that you're training people up to be able to go into positions of influence like this as authoritative wife servants who are full of love is and, and power is just amazing. Okay, okay. So all of that said, I'm super excited. So I'll stop talking now. I want to ask you because I know people around the world are going to want to know some keys. Can you just give us a few of the keys? Where do we start in terms of can you give us some foundational principles of how we can begin to accurately understand our dream life? Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the first thing you do is you set your heart towards hearing from God in this way. And as you do, I've had so many conversations with people who have watched a show like this and they've said, oh my gosh, since I saw you on whoever's show, my dream life has exploded. And I don't know how, but it's like a wildfire that catches quickly. And so sometimes just listening to a conversation, people begin to think differently. You know, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near you. Repent is the Greek word metanoa, which just simply means to think differently. So instead of thinking, I can't trust my dreams because they could come from a nefarious source, think, well, what if, what if these dreams are from God? And the way that I explain it is look at dreams as a movie theater and the enemy doesn't have the keys to the projection room. He can't control what you see at night. Now you may have a dream that you're fighting demons but it's there's something going on in the spiritual atmosphere that god is giving you the visual of so you're aware of what's happening but the dream itself the visual experience is coming from papa so when you know that and when you begin to think of that differently the other thing that i would say is is please search it out for yourself look into scripture or if, you know if you don't want to look up i've done the work of putting all of it together right we have a, a free book um, our website, uh, one of our websites is dreamlifedecoded.com. And it's just where they can go. And there's a little bit of a discussion and you put your email in and I'll send you the ebook mm -hmm. where you can just, it's all scripture. There's no commentary. You can just go through and read what the Bible says and then ask the Lord to speak to you. The other thing that I would do is get a journal. What I actually do is I use my phone and I turn my phone. It's an iPhone. I turn it on airplane mode when I go to sleep, but then I open notes so when I wake up, the first thing I do is grab the phone and I type in the notes before there's any other messages from the outside world. And once I record the dreams down, then I turn it out of airplane mode and then the whole world wakes up and I get a barrage of different communications from elsewhere. But to really value the messages from God um, and then and then look at a way we, we teach what I call the Joseph method. It's not super complicated. It's just a study of the way that Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. And so that's what we teach in our spiritual intelligence mentorship, where we help people to go just a little bit deeper. It's more than kind of a base level dream interpretation. It's like an intermediate level. Mm -hmm. um, and so if people want to be part of the spiritual intelligence mentorship, they can just, what we've done is we just have people apply. They just simply send me an email to dreamlifedecoded at gmail.com. 
and say why they want to be in the mentorship and what they feel that they bring to the table. And what we want to do is we want to train literally thousands of people around the world. We want to train an army of people because as we're getting requests in from, you know, four or five different heads of state or people that are running for governorships all over the United States of America, they're saying, hey, I, I need a team of people like your people that can advise everything on security to human resources. Who can I trust? Who do I hire? What prophetic words and what dreams I need to follow? What it all means decoded? And so I, I feel like this is the tip of the spear in pioneering a new move in the prophetic of what God wants to do. And it's taking us so much deeper than kind of the, the church base level. One guy gives a word and says, this is what's going to happen to the country. It's the first Corinthians 13. We know in part and we prophesy in part. And my question is what happens if the parts come together? And that verse encapsulates what we're doing with spiritual intelligence is bringing the parts together and saying, God, what are you saying? And what's the actionable intel? How do we set our hearts to literally respond to the word of the Lord? Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So guys, you know where to find this man. If this is making your heart come alive and your spirit's going, oh, I want to be involved. <laughs> you, The link will be below the show. And you obviously can jump onto the website and get in touch with John and apply if that's something that you feel is right for your life. John, in finishing, I know that when you pray for people, it explodes dreams in their lives. So would you please pray for everybody? Just that, yeah, just impart what's on your life, would you? Amen. Yes. Thank you. Father God, we just release your spirit of wisdom, of discernment, of revelation, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, dreams, visions, God, the seer arts, the righteous seer arts, as we call them, Father. We just ask for more. We ask that the hunger in the hearts of the people that are listening would be ignited, that they would begin to ask you questions when they go to sleep, that they would position themselves and even their sleep patterns in such a way <clears throat> that they could write down and record the answers that you give and that they would begin to search the scriptures for dreams, that they would be able to trust the source of their dreams and their visions, Lord God, and that you would open up this love language that you have to your children. God, show them like you showed me that dreams are the love language of God to your children. Lord God, and I just ask for, for not only more in dreams and more in visions, God, but more in the discernment and in the wisdom of what to do with the message, how to decode it, and what the actionable intelligence is. Like Joseph said to Pharaoh, now let Pharaoh appoint a man. And he had a strategy that wasn't part of the dream, but that you would give that to the people as well, Lord, that they would hear from you and that they would take action based on what you're saying. Just release your presence, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Feel the presence of Jesus. <laughs> oh, and ex expect a, an explosion of dreams in your life from yes. tonight. Woohoo. That's amazing. And I love it. I mean, I think it's profound what you shared, John. I mean, everything you said was so important, so rich then, but just the that shift of, you know, he's the source. Father is the source. He's talking to his children. This is his love language. 
And just to really sort of realign ourselves into that perspective is a game changer for our lives. I love that. So amen, amen. Love it. Thank you so much for giving us your precious time today because I know you're super busy and I really appreciate it. And and uh, thank you all for being with us, giving us your precious time too. And I know you will have been empowered and encouraged from today's conversation. Look forward to being with you again next week. Have the most amazing dream for a week. God bless. <laughs>